made up of uh, orphan children from around the world, many different nations. So that'll be a very, very special time. They'll be ministering to us in song. And then, of course, I hope you have on your calendar our annual Christmas Eve service. Beautiful service begins at 10.30 Christmas Eve that night. Beautiful candlelight service includes uh, a lot of special music, uh, can, uh, Lord's Supper, and of course we always usher Christmas Day in by the lighting of the candles and singing the silent night. I encourage you to bring your children, and you can bring them in their pajamas. Uh, let them be comfortable. They're not going to sleep anyway, so just take advantage of that and they'll enjoy the service. We always include a children's sermon in that service, so it'll be a very, very special time. And then on Christmas Day, since it falls on Sunday, the service that day will begin at 11. And uh, we'll keep that little abbreviated service recognizing that you're busy with families and friends. And so with that, let me encourage everyone, please stand.
So we praise God for the glorious grace He has poured out on us who belong to His dear Son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that He purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son and forgave our sins. He has showered His kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us His mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill His own good pleasure. And this is the plan. At the right time, He will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For He chose us in advance, and He makes everything work out according to His plan. God's purpose was that we Jews, uh, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now, you Gentiles, he says, you Gentiles, uh, let me find my place. Should not have looked up, should I? God's purpose was that the Jews, who were the first to be trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saved you. And when you believed in Christ, He identified you as His own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom He promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that He will give us the inheritance He promised, and that He purchased us to be His own people. He did this so that we would praise and glorify Him. So ultimately, that's what He wants us to do today. We don't thank Him just for our salvation. We thank Him uh, that He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be glorified. And we, we praise Him through our salvation. And uh, that's what we want today in this service, that God gets ultimately all the glory and that we don't put our selfishness in the way. So uh, would you pray with me before we get started? God, we are in all of these two scriptures, God, in, in 1 John uh, and in Ephesians 1, Lord, where you have the master plan in your hand. God, let us not interrupt that in any way, shape, or form today, nor the rest of our lives, God, as we know that you planted us here on this earth. Many would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, as you said, we simply believe in you. We make you Lord of our lives, and we, uh, we, we confess that. For an unbelieving nation. And dear Lord, we thank you that we have that grace. We thank you that we have that mercy in you. And I pray that today ultimately praises you. It ultimately worships you. Uh, let's put ourselves aside and let's jump in the offering plate, God. What can we do for you today? And it's in your precious holy name of Jesus we pray. Amen. All glory.
of that. Uh, I'm going to ask the church family to continue to pray for the family of uh, Jesse Gunnels. Jesse passed away this past week. And I just pray that the family will continue to know God's strength uh, going uh, forward. And then let me just remind the church family that we are now receiving our annual Christmas offering for international missions. Uh, we're joining over 50,000 churches uh, throughout the nation in the uh, largest single offering that's uh, collected each year for missions. The national goal is $155 million. Our church goal is $20,000. Uh, today, we're right about halfway. We've received about $10,000. It's a wonderful start. Be receiving this offering through the end of this calendar year. So just encourage you to uh, give uh, to that. So bow with me in prayer, and then after I pray, you, then you come receive the offering and the uh, service will continue. Father, thank you for Emmanuel, God with us. And uh, we do come to glorify you, and we thank you that we glorify you not only through the sacrifice of our lives and following you through the offering of our gifts uh, to demonstrate our love for you and to invest in your work around the world uh, that the gospel of Jesus Christ might be advanced. And so, Lord, uh, we give first out of hearts of gratitude to express our worship, and we do pray that you would use these gifts that many others, not only locally but globally, would come to know the precious salvation that's found only in Christ Jesus which in His name we do pray. Amen.
You know, John 3.16 says that God sent his only begotten son to you and I, and he did it. And that's what this song is all about. A new child, a new kid in town.
Well, as the praise team makes their way forward, just a wonderful thing. This whole production today was actually put together by every single uh, man and woman uh, in the choir. Uh, each each one of the people, as uh, uh, for example, Charles Hunt came to me and says, "Hey, I've got a song I want to do." I said, "Absolutely, we'll hear it. Let's take a listen." And then uh, this song here we're about to sing. Mary Davis said, "Hey, we did this a couple years ago. Can we do that again?" Absolutely. So pretty much all the songs that, that you're seeing us do solo-wise are just songs that people just wanted to do and, and praise the Lord and Savior. And so they put this order together. And so we give God the praise and the glory for that. Glory.
Andy asked me to share just a very brief transition to this next song, which is uh, the last song of the uh, program. Uh, the song was entitled simply, uh, This Little Child. If you were to ask Andy Merrick, why did you place your faith in this little child that we sing about this morning? Why have I trusted Him to save me from my sin, to give me eternal life? Why I have counted all things lost in view. that he would be betrayed by a friend and as a result he would be wounded in his hands. Zechariah 11.12 that he would be betrayed by that friend for the price of 30 pieces of silver. Specifically gives the amount. 30 pieces of silver. And then in Zechariah 11.13 the sixth prophecy that those 30 pieces of silver would be literally thrown down in the house of God in the temple and then that money would be used to buy the potter's field which exactly happened. You remember Judas in his remorse he turned to the high priest and cast that money down and they collected it and bought the potter's field that was used for burial. And then in Isaiah 53, 7 that he would be oppressed and afflicted as a lamb brought to the 
slaughter. But though he was on the trial uh, that would determine life or death, he refused to defend himself. He remained dumb, silent before his accusers. And then the eighth prophecy from Psalm 22:16 that his hands and his feet would be pierced as they were in the crucifixion. And I think most of you are aware of the fact that that prophecy was made literally uh, hundreds and hundreds of years prior to his birth before crucifixion was even a known form of execution as it was invented by the Romans. Now, using the science of mathematical prob probability, Peter Stoner simply asked the question, what would be the chances of one man seeing all those prophecies fulfilled in his, in his life since those prophecies were given? And he came to the conclusion that it would be 10 to the 17th power. It'd be a 10 with 17 zeros after. And to help you understand what that figure is like, Peter Stoner said you could take uh, silver dollars, and it would take that many silver dollars to literally cover the entire state of Texas, and it would be two feet thick, two feet deep. So that's how many silver dollars. That would be 10 to the 17th power. It would be two feet covering the entire state of Texas. And then he said, just take one of those silver dollars and then you mark it. And then you stir the whole pot up. And then you put a blind man or a man blindfolded right in the middle of it and say, okay, you walk in any direction you want as long as you want, but at some point, you got to reach down and you got to pick up a dollar. One of those silver dollars. He said, the chances of that man picking up the marked dollar would be 10 to the 17th power. Now, folks, that's just eight of the prophecies. There are over 300 prophecies. The last verse of the song they're going to sing says, And who would have thought this little child is who the prophets said? Will return to judge this world, the living and the dead. Here's what I want to leave you with. Do you know there are more prophecies concerning his second coming? in the Bible than there are related to His first coming. And if every single prophecy was fulfilled to a T related to His first coming, don't you think they'll be fulfilled concerning His second coming? So the question here this morning is, what are you going to do with Jesus Christ? How are you going to relate to this Son of God who left heaven's glory and came to this earth and was born as a baby in Bethlehem. Who did live, who did die for your sins, who did rise again from the dead and offers you forgiveness and new life. And again, before I sit down, I simply share that Christianity is not a blind thing. It's to embrace a person. person of Jesus. And that's my invitation to you today if you do not know him. That you would place your faith in Christ as I place my faith in Christ and many others have in the sanctuary this morning. And trust him to forgive your, you of your sin and to give him total control of your life. Because truly he's worthy of all of that. In Amen? Amen. 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 What child is this? This little child.
For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him, if you will believe in Him, you will not perish but have everlasting life. The verse that God used to bring me to salvation, 1 John chapter 5, it says, He that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son has not life. And then John also said, As many as received Him, to them He gave the power to become the children of God. And so it just comes down to your decision concerning Christ. It's all about the person of Jesus. He was born in that manger. He lived a sinless life, performed innumerable miracles. He was crucified on the cross for the sins of mankind. And He rose again from the dead to offer forgiveness to life. Do you believe this? If you do, embrace it. Trust Him. And then to you, those of you that are believers, He is worthy of all that you are, of all that you possess. He is worthy of an uncompromised faith. He's worthy of the total surrender of your life. He's worthy to be your first love, your greatest passion, your greatest pursuit. As Paul said, all things are as rubbish in comparison to Him. And possibly, as a believer, you've drifted from Him as your first love. You've compromised your faith. You may have even fallen into to sin, you know you have grieved your Lord. And of course, once caught by your, His love, there's no escape. Nothing can ever change His disposition of love towards you. But in the brokenness of His love for you, if you've grieved Him, He desires for that fellowship to be restored, that relationship to be renewed, to where you could know unhindered fellowship with Him without any other things in the way that so often distract us. So I'm just going to allow just a few moments of silence. You don't know Christ? Christianity is all about a person. It's not about Catholic, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterians. It's what you're going to do with Jesus Christ. And then if you're a believer, just love Him right now. If you need to return to Him, return to Him. If, you, if you're there, just love Him. And ask Him to take you into a deeper love. service uh, today. 
We thank you for the preciousness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, Father, I just surrender each of our lives to every person that is here. And I pray that you would move within them. You know where they are, Lord. You know those that do not know you. You know those that have that do know you, that have strayed. You know, Father. You know our hearts. There's all nothing hidden from you. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would be the power at work in each and every one of our lives uh, to accomplish your purposes, uh, to draw us to you, to know you in your fullness, and to love you as you ought to be loved, to adore and obey you as you ought to be adored and obeyed, that you truly would so capture and conquer our hearts that you would be our greatest passion and pursuit in life. For it's in Christ's name we do pray. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to sing one last song. This will serve as our dismissal. If uh, you came to know Christ this morning, please uh, talk to me. I'd like to hear about that. We'd like to assist you in your found faith. Uh, you join the praise team of the choir in this last song. Remember, you can still get tickets to the uh, lowdown tonight if you would like. So let's worship him as we close the service up.
we would humble ourselves just as he humbled himself thousands of years ago as he was born in a manger and a stable. And we just ask that you be with us the rest of the night and at the hoedown tonight as well. And it's in your precious holy name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You're dismissed.